0: you. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Based on Real Events. I am Jay Kington coming to you live from a very wet, rainy, soon-to-be tropical storm or hurricane, depending on the uh, the progression of that. Uh, along, did I even state my state? I don't know. I'm coming from Florida. I'm alongside, as always, Mr. EJ Golet which I would expect to be in a slightly drier desert climate of Los Angeles, California, where they say dreams go to die. How are you doing today, buddy?
1: Actually, I'm pretty sure that if the world turned sideways, everything loose would land in L.A. At least that's quotes I've that I've read before. But yes, Jay, it is finally raining here for the first time in seven months. Excited to Get be here. Get your buckets outside, guys. Collect the water while you can. I just feel bad for my neighbor below me since we're on the top floor here and my dog has a piss pad outside. And when it rains, it's going to just start drizzling down to them, baby. Oh, that sweet, sweet ammonia smell. Sorry, to you guys in 101 down there. Let's stick with our uh, normal format here. Mr. J. Kington, what are you watching this week?
0: Well, it doesn't really matter what I'm watching this week. It matters what I'm watching it on this week. And yesterday, what is fucking today? I'm losing track of time. Today is November 7th. Yes, I think yesterday was Friday, which means that I had an 85-inch Sony Bravia 4K TV delivered, it's so fucking big, man! I can't even put a seat back far enough. Uh, also, uh, shout out to my fiance Chloe. It was her birthday yesterday. We had a great hey,
1: birthday. happy birthday, and, Chloe! Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, you no, know, good, good, good times, good times um so what am i watching on it well i'll tell you i'll start by backtracking so i don't agree with disney plus thinking they can just leak a show out every week like your hbo dump that shit and let me binge it like netflix and hulu so i've refrained from watching the new season of the mandalorian but i did start over the first season of the mandalorian so i can binge that and then Binge a several episodes of the new season of The Mandalorian. Uh, I watched Uncut Gems last night, which was um, not really as satisfactory as I was hoping for, but not like a horrible movie, so I can't say anything about that. Uh, outside of that, i've been watching some Shits Creek still because you know, happy wife, happy life—that's what they say. And uh, I will say, my winner of the week is the movie Rebecca. Which is on Netflix, which is a really cool um, thriller drama set in like the nineteen, I think, thirties, maybe forties, something like that. Really cool vibes, uh, amazing, amazing uh, movie. Uh, really great. Watch that one up. Uh, I cannot really tell who's you who's in uh, it. Army Hammer. Oh, That's oh
1: yes, great. yes, it's new, right? It just came out. It it
0: just came out. It's really really cool. It has uh, some senses of kind of like I don't know, even like horror suspense, but it's mainly more of a of a drama. But really really cool movie. It's on Netflix. It's called Rebecca. Check it out. It's pretty fire. Uh, both myself and Chloe really enjoyed it. It's about like a two hour and maybe I don't know, fifteen minute movie. So you know, prepare for that. Don't try. And watch it like if you only have like an hour and a half or something uh you don't want to stop and stop and go on this one pretty good movie definitely check it out rebecca
1: on netflix well good suggestion thank you there i'm gonna have to check that one out i've been told to watch uh that actually and um the queen's Gambit. gambit uh, i heard the queen's
0: Gambit was fire yeah it has 100 percent on rotten tomatoes right now
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a mini-series. It's supposedly, like, a little slow, but it's based in Lexington, Kentucky, so I kind of want to just check it out, and it's off off a true story, so I want to check it out. That would have been useful knowledge to brag about Kentucky at lunch when they were telling me to watch it, one from Canada,
0: one from San Diego. So it could have looked cool there, but uh, didn't have that information on hand at the
1: time. Way to go there, nuts. Well, for me, I am watching, uh, I guess, I think you just said you watched only episode one of The Mandalorian, correct? Of season two? Of season one. I'm oh, of season Oh, season gotcha. One. You're watching rewatching season one so you can catch up. All right. Well, I watched season two like a normal person because I'm fine with this weekly release because it gets me something to look forward to, I guess, on the weekends. Um, but I watched season two, episode one of The Mandalorian, watching season two, episode two after this recording tonight. But holy shit, it is epic. Uh, can't wait for you to get there so we can discuss. Still watching Shit's Creek, um, still loving it. I'm not doing it because the fiance wants to. I'm doing it because I straight up enjoy it. Uh, I also watched this week because I got sick and uh, you know took a couple of days off work and literally just sat there. So I watched Urban Legend. I don't know if you've seen that like old school movie with uh, Joshua oh, yeah, Jackson. Dude, what? A, what a classic! Like so much fun to watch. And I mean, it's terrible B movie crap, but loved it. Um, and then I'm also beginning very high. And watching the Hobbit trilogy because they just dropped that on HBO Max. So, pretty goddamn epic rewatch, if I must say so myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, not to cut you off, or Interlude.
0: I think we're done with that. Uh, but just S- put this into perspective the girl is Lily James in Rebecca. She was in the 2015 Cinderella movie. I don't even know if that was a hit. Um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but more importantly, Mama Mia and Baby Driver. I think she was Babies. She has uh, baby's love girlfriend. interest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But really good movie. She's a cute little thing. But let's go ahead and, you know, get back into why we we're fucking here. And it's not to be happy. It's not to celebrate anything, although there are things many people would love to celebrate right now. But we're not going to get into that whole topic. No, we're not. What we're here to do is is, 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 is fucking scare people. We want the, the, the bottom of your boxer and briefs or – Mm -hmm. granny panties and thongs to get a little wet with pee from fear. Cause now we're going to finish up part two of the conjuring, but more importantly, the real story of the conjuring. If you tuned in last episode, you probably heard about 45 minutes of me incoherently rambling, refusing to shut up, giving you the backstory, but now we're going to switch it up and we're going to let EJ annoy everyone and ramble on about the true story of the Warrens who love them or hate them. It's very polarized, just like many things in today's world. And we're going to learn about their investigation into the parents uh, haunting at the old Arnold estate, some differences between probably the movie and the story, and how this whole situation concluded, for lack of better verbiage.
1: Uh, yes, and thank you for that, Jay. So I have to tell you actually something I found uh, when further researching this that mm, a dollar on the ground. No, I didn't find a dollar. Uh, I wish I've never found a dollar on the ground. I found five dollars one time. Anyway, I found
0: a twenty one time, and I fucking felt great about it.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. You know, I, you know who has found a lot of money on the ground, and we know him very well. Durso. I yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. Scumbag. Yeah, he is. Anyway, we're not here to talk about our. Uh, Loving best friend here, but we are here to talk about The Conjuring and more specifically the true story behind it. So again, if you have not listened to episode one, it is up on our podcast. Just scroll down a little bit and check what it out. What you do in
0: here if you didn't listen to episode one? I don't know.
1: I'm not really sure. Maybe they just didn't read it and they're like, oh, this is part two. Got it. So go back, you know, hit the back button, come back. Um, but anyway, as my research uh, so happened to happen this week as uh, I was doing, I um, discovered something that probably we should have talked about on last week's episode. Uh, but, look, we're busy people. Um, I and I, I don't want to go into detail about what was wrong with me. But anyway, uh, this involves Bathsheba Sherman and a blog that I came across. Do you care to hear it?
0: <sighs> I mean, honestly, at this point, can I say No.
1: No. That was rhetorical. Exactly. Anyway, Let's go. <laughs> so according to one well-researched blog that I found, and we will also be putting up on our social media, follow us at Based on Pod, on Instagram, um, we, I found a uh, well-researched blog that was written by a historian and a history writer and reporter named Jamie. I think it's Jamie. There's an apostrophe in there, and it's messing me up. Jamie, maybe? Jamie. J- yeah. Rubio, who is a self proclaimed voice for those who can no longer defend themselves. Now well, if
0: the last name's Rubio, I'm assuming somewhat Spanish. So maybe it's Ha-Amy.
1: Amy amy Rubio. Ha-Amy. You know, I reached out to this person too, so she's not
0: gonna like us if she listens to it. I know, know that's sorry. what I'm saying. Sorry. Sorry. Jamy, amy Jaami.
1: I'm sorry if we butchered that. We love you. Anyway. She claims that Bathsheba may not have been a witch at all. Now, I'm going to give a quick overview of this story. But from her research, Bathsheba married early in life to, her, to Judson Sherman and had four children, with three of them dying very young. Given the time period, there is nothing abnormal about this, and many children died from disease back then. So, according, That's like the organ trail. Exactly. It Yeah, that's very you get true. Dysentery. You're dead. Exactly. I mean, it's a 17th century. Yellow like, fever. Not 18th dead. century. There's not a lot uh, going Tuberculosis.
0: on. Tuberculosis. Dead. Century. Gout. Probably not dead, but you're going to want to wish you were dead.
1: Can you say gout three times fast?
0: Gout, gout, gout. My really good friend has gout. I make fun of him all the time. It's lovely.
1: That's nice. That's nice. Anyway. <laughs> So, according to your research, there has never been any sorts of records or historic documentation that regard to any child having died by Bathsheba's hands from a knitting needle to the head, uh, being sacrificed to Satan, or any sort of scandal in the community, placing blame on her. Now, if you remember from our last episode... The main spirit, the evil spirit that is haunting haunting the parent house is Bathsheba herself. And it happened to come from Carolyn's research that she did into the house. And what she found from it was that Bathsheba was a witch. She was stabbed in the back of the leg, something that was the size of probably a sewing needle. So there's a lot of weird instances that kind of tie back to her. But I have to say there's a few things to back up this research that our friend, Jamie Rubio has done. Um, so she was allowed to be buried next to her husband and children. Now, if the townspeople thought that she was a witch, I mean, do you really think that they would allow that to happen?
0: I don't know the previous administration stance on
1: witch <laughs> burials. <laughs> well, if we look know. back <laughs> to it, I will tell you <laughs> this, they would not allow you to be buried next to your children. okay, okay. Or your husband i could see that makes sense it does right or that the church would have given her a funeral or an obituary in the newspaper had she been so hated in the community more likely she would be front page news there's also proof that she never lived in the old arnold estate her name was
0: just fucking discrediting the whole damn story man i'm
1: finding i'm finding this fascinating because Again, this is Hollywood. Like Hollywood, it's not the whole damn story. I'm not discrediting the whole DJ, damn story.
0: Hollywood has never lied once in their lies. Hollywood is a saint.
1: Yes, I love Hollywood to death, but no, you're wrong. Okay. I will say she lived on the Sherman Estate, being that she was Beth Sheba Sherman. Anyway, I see, I see the connection you do, man. Like, right. Like, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense that you're not going to be on the Arnold estate. You're going to be on the Sherman estate now from if Hollywood is, is, is not a
0: liar. You tell me that I can actually train my own dragon.
1: Well, what's dragon
0: are you referring to? That little black one with an injured wing.
1: Oh, toothless. Toothless. You're right. God. I can't train a toothless. I mean, you can train a toothless, but do I suggest that? Are
0: no. you, are you, so you're telling me dragons aren't real?
1: No, they're real, Jay. Absolutely real. Okay, so back to the story here really quickly. It gets pretty interesting with her deep dive into the history of Harrisville at the time of the surrounding areas in the family. And like I said, we'll link this article in our social so you guys can read it, but there's an eep, even deeper dive into how there is no evidence of any suicides or murders at the old Arnold estate. Now, as we were just saying, Hollywood is fake, Jay, and we're here to expose them. But I, what I'll, here's what I'll say about Jamie's research, and then I have always appreciated fact-based research, but we're also dealing with the paranormal here as well. So basically, while Bathsheba, Bathsheba may not have been a witch nor have been really tied to anyone murdering in the house – uh, there's still no reason the house couldn't be haunted. I mean, right? Like I like there's enough paranormal activity in this world that we don't know about or unexplained circumstances in this world that we don't really understand. Why couldn't this house just be haunted by Bathsheba? You know?
0: I, I guess it could be haunted by like demonic spirits <coughs> Excuse me, who aren't, you know, necessarily like a human entity, but um Now, for the sake of the story, man, you're really throwing a cog in my wrench here, or a wrench in my cog here, rather. But I will say, I love how uh, you did say Hollywood is fake, Jay, in the actual actual outline, (laughs) without me knowing and saying Hollywood was real. So,
1: uh, kudos, sir. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to say there, actually, Jay, but, you know, Hollywood is fake. I was being sarcastic before, so I don't know if you caught on to that, but, yeah, Hollywood's fake as fuck. Um, I'm sorry. I thought there was a Star Wars world here in Orlando. Yeah, there's one out here, too, but that doesn't mean that you can just escape in the Millennium Falcon into space, right? You're
0: trying to tell me the the Mickey Mouse I saw was not the actual Mickey Mouse.
1: No. But can't you, you can't confirm it
0: nor deny it.
1: I can neither confirm nor deny that... Mickey is real, but I would have some sinking suspicions. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm Mickey Mouse, but you've never seen me and Mickey Mouse in the same room together. So,
0: I'll tell you what was real, buddy, them churros I put in my belly. <laughs>
1: just thought you were about to say your butthole, but I'm glad you didn't.
0: That's weird.
1: I know. Anyway. So basically that gets us back up and caught up to where we are in our story. I just felt like this was something too really interesting to say, uh, considering this is some pretty detailed research and uh, historically there is factual data to back it up. So I don't know. That just feels pretty convincing to me. But anyway. So should we just end the podcast here? Yes. Thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. It's <laughs> been a really, really great episode on The Conjuring. Uh, everything else is fake uh fuck you warner brothers um mickey mouse is a fraud fuck you james Wan, and and (laughs) (laughs) i hate all of you and see you guys next week bye oh poor
0: james Wan. i'm sorry all right buddy let's get into this let's get into the fun part (gasps) i mean we're all trying to be over here suspension and disbelief get into a haunted story because it's still spooky season in my book so get your facts, get your logic the fuck out of here. It has no place in this podcast and give me the juicy deets of the god.
1: Alright, so who are Ed and Lorraine Warren? Well, originally they started out as artists and took up ghost hunting on the side with the hopes that their work would serve two goals. One of You the- know who else was an artist? Who? Hitler. What are some of his works?
0: <laughs> i not <gonna> <laughs> say that shit right now. <laughs> Failed artist turned Hitler. Also, love the occult and kind of the paranormal as well. Interesting. But continue about the Warrens.
1: He's a regular Dan Aykroyd, that Hitler.
0: Alright, anyway. Not not as funny, though.
1: No, not as funny. Warn, basically, their two goals were to warn of the dangers uh, of, I guess, ghost hunting, and the other is to bring about an understanding of the supernatural that will enable the public to cope with the phenomena.
0: And their third...
1: Which was make money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, if you look at it, Ed and Lorraine Warren, like you know, they had a full time job, and then they had that side hustle. They were basically trying to be out there to be influencers. You know what I mean? Like they were basically out there trying to, you know, yeah. Um, but that was also
0: the time when, like, you could literally be like a grocery store clerk, and that's enough to make a living.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, they didn't have to worry about it as much. So that gave you the freedom to be a ghost. Hunter. I mean, honestly, if you were. I mean, Jay, if, if this was if we could go back to high school again, would you join it like and like we had the technology of today of like being able to like do things and like throw it up on the internet for like fast baked research or whatever? Think about it for high school, me and you would just be getting high as shit going on ghost hunting adventures in Louisville. It'd be crazy. Uh I mean yeah. I just thought they would pay a
0: little bit, but you think ghost guys, hunting got paid? You think Ed Lorraine got paid for ghost yeah. hunting? Typically,
1: ghost hunters don't really get paid. No, they don't at all. You like, think
0: so? They just like paid for the flight out of pocket, I guess. Like, absolutely, go it was like, like
1: their side them. business and their passion until they started making money. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, until they got famous because of the Amityville Horror, and then you know. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get down to that. Fuck me for going to college, right? <sighs> yeah, you're an idiot. Anyway, Ed claimed that his interest in ghost hunting came from having grown up in a haunted house in Bridgeport, Connecticut. He taught himself demonology of this as a result. Lorraine, she claimed to experience people's auras and connection with the deceased beginning at the age of 7 to 8 years old. Now, the couple met when Lorraine was 16 and Ed was 17, but they felt an instant connection and were married in 1945 when Ed came home on leave from World War II. So, after spending decades investigating paranormal-type events around Connecticut and and then the world, somewhere around I think 10,000 cases from what we've found so far, but they wow. they worked with clergy, police, res- researchers, doctors, and more and they became a last-ditch effort for those who couldn't shake the feeling that something was supernaturally amiss. Hmm. Now as I just said previously like they really gained notoriety in the 60s and se- 60s and 70s when they began lecturing at colleges and with their lectures usually tied around Halloween uh, and in addition to detailing their exploits, It would heavily feature a slideshow of spooky photos as well as audio tapes of demonic voices. You know what else gained notoriety in the 60s and 70s?
0: Acid. Fucking acid, man. LSD. Would that not be so trippy just to be in college to go to the little, uh, what do you call those shits in college? The the quad or whatever? Yeah, from the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. you go streaking from the quad to the gymnasium. Yeah, whatever it is, you just imagine like being in the 60s and 70s like, three hits deep in some acid listening to demonic voices? No, I,
1: I, I, I literally would be freaking out of my mind if I, I, I even saw that. Like, can you, uh, yeah, you would be one of those people in class. Like, I could see you in, like, one of the photos that Ed Morin's lectures. So, like, you'd just be in the back with, like, this long hair, just, like, laughing your ass Like, just mooning the poster. The picture. <laughs> so then they discover in the photo years later. So as I was saying, though, on this, like the spooky photos, the slideshow, the audio tapes, of demonic voices, this is something that James Wan clearly used to put in the film, which uh, I liked. Uh, But because of the the time frame, there weren't paranormal ghost hunting shows. There weren't hundreds of ghost hunters and influencers running around. It was just Ed and Lorraine, which is why their fame sticks around so many years later. And that's just because they were basically first, man. Well, in the words of the... Eloquent Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you last, baby. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. Just piss crystal. So, this gets us right back to the parent family. Hmm.
0: Use your words. I know.
1: So, this gets us right back to the parent family haunting. So, last time where we left off, uh, Carolyn scared out of her mind. This has been going on for uh, quite some time in her house. Her whole family is very spooked out. Um, and due to all this activity in the house, the parent family, uh, was going to talk about this to other people, but in the movie, you know, they basically showed it as, uh, Carolyn going to one of Ed and Lorraine's lectures, showing up there and saying, like, you have to see what's going on in my house. But in real life, that's not exactly what happened at all. Uh, from what happened, it was just a family friend that reached out to Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, and they, uh, immediately came out to investigate. So not as Damn, man. uh, (laughs) Hollywood really does lie. Well, yeah, dude, they got to get the emotion out of you. They're not going to be like, oh, a family friend reached out and you have to go see my friends. They're freaking out. I mean, it makes it much more effective, I guess, her coming to them. But in contrast to The Conjuring, the parents claimed that the Warrens initially made things worse in their home. Uh, Andrea Perrin, uh, who wrote three of the books uh, that that uh, you could read out there now. Um, she has been quoted saying the Warrens tried to help, but we essentially found that things got worse around them. One night after the Warrens arrival, Carolyn was allegedly possessed by Bathsheba and a seance was conducted by Lorraine that caused Carolyn to speak a strange language and levitate in her chair. Are we sure Ed wasn't just cornholing Carolyn? Yeah, we're we're pretty sure. I, I mean, like there's there's audio tapes of this. And, but I guess there's no actual video footage. I'm just saying a couple of knuckles deep make them talk different. So you're saying what we could be hearing on these recordings is just a good old-fashioned orgy.
0: Sweaty orgy of that. Yeah. It probably smells like corn and barley.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's also probably the wintertime, too, so... Hmm.
0: It smells a little less. Hard, you know what I'm saying.
1: Everybody's coming in for warmth. The
0: air's thick.
1: You know what's funny? I, I, the only thing that's thick. My mom's a fan of this show, and I can't wait for her to listen to this episode. Oh my goodness! <laughs> really? Oh, I'm so sorry, Lori. My <laughs> bad. Anyway, it lasted several hours, and uh, Carolyn's b- <laughs> Carolyn's body was distorted until the Warrens demonized her. Both Andrea and Cindy Perrin were hiding and witnessed everything. Uh, And they basically said, like, this was the power of evil in this life, according to an excerpt from Andrea's book. And at the end of the night, Roger, worried about Carolyn's mental stability, not only uh, threw the Warrens out, but according to Andrea, he slugged Ed Warren in the face so hard that it surprised even her. Like, Ed Warren, I think, is like a, you know, he's like a 6 five man big man he's a big guy and roger perrin is not a very big guy at all he's very stick figure he kind of looks like you jay i'm pretty sure that's exactly what i what i would describe him as i'm a pretty built-out stick figure okay sure i mean yes you, you've got some definition and by some definition i mean we can see the shadows under your eyes <laughs> <laughs> uh okay rude. i know i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm very rude So, although the movie portrays the haunting ending that night, the true story really does not end there. The parents continued to live in that house after the seance because they couldn't really afford to move. So, no, they had to learn to live with as many as nine spirits in the house. And in 1980, after decades of trauma and horror, they finally sold the farmhouse and fled to Georgia, saying bon voyage to Bathsheba and the other spirits. Or so they thought. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Now, in Andrea Perrin's final book, she reports that many of the ghosts had become attached to her family and came with them, haunting them for years to come.
0: You scissor me, Andrea.
1: You have a fucked up mind. <laughs> that's it, man. That's the story. That's there's There's really not much else to it. Like, that's... That is what happened with the Warren's case files.
0: So what did they do in the house exactly?
1: They literally came for what sounds like a day to maybe a few days. They didn't do anything else but record the story. That's it. That's all they did. And
0: I heard uh, Carolyn talking in a weird language. And so in the movie, they actually had them like casting out the demon uh, from the basement, I believe. And, uh, that's kind of how the movie ended, but actually, uh, there are several stories that will tell you that the, the, um, the parents actually basically told the warrants. So to like, leave like politely, like GTFO, my property, uh, this is just strange. And, um, that's how it's widely reported. And, you know, it's not the her like, is that a word? Depossessor? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna say again. exercised her. I guess would be yeah that would be that would be more proper. Yeah. So it's not they exercised her then left. They just they were like, yo, you you need to leave, and they, uh, you know, kind of continued to live out their life with a little uh, you know, scratchy, scratchy, tickle, tickle, ghost coming around from every little pickle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's a saying. It just came to my brain. Uh, it should be a saying that a ghost needs to say: scratchy, scratchy, tickle, tickle. Uh, I like that right there. <laughs> hey, hey.
0: Oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> that's not getting a Michael Jackson. Um, so, you know, kind
1: of curious, like, what's going on with the current uh, Arnold estate? Well, I mean, obviously someone bought it after them uh, and continued to live there for a while. Uh, I don't really know how many people lived there after that other couple bought it um, or that other family or whatever, but I do know that as recent as June 2019, um, A couple named Corey and Jennifer Heinzen, they bought the farmhouse and have already apparently documented several instances of paranormal activity. Uh, but that, as it turns out, the people who bought this home uh, are paranormal investigators, so it's their fucking job to do this. Yeah,
0: right. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. So uh, in recent interviews, Corey has told journalists that they witness doors opening. They hear footsteps and knocks. Uh, he added that if he has a hard time staying there by himself. But if he doesn't have the feeling uh, – he does not have the feeling that anything's evil, but it's just very busy in the house. So, I mean, that's it. Like, there's there's not much else uh, uh, that I found. Like, one cool fact that I found from this movie that I thought was cool was that, that this movie has been in the works for over 20 years. Um, and that was because – and this kind of ties back to what you were saying about how the, the Warrens really just wanted to be famous. So – I really think this ties in of like Ed Warren played this to producer Tony DeRosa Grund, uh, and a a tape of his interview with Carolyn Perrin that he had recorded during his first visits at the farmhouse. So, uh, you know, clear, I mean, you know, clearly I think that you were right there. Like the Warrens are probably out at it for like money and that type of deal.
0: It could be, It, it really could be. I mean, there's, um, you know, the, paranormal community is a little bit torn on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, Some people think that they are legit and that they're trying to help people, you know, their their little uh, room of horrors or kind of possessed, demonic, uh, or ghostly objects that they have in their house for, you know, keeping it safe from the public like some people think that's real. And then there's a, a probably I would I'd say the majority of people think they're all just bullshit that they're just exploiting families, uh, for fame, for money. And that it's all bullshit. They were also part of, uh, what the second conjuring, uh, conjuring two before they get off into like the Annabelle series and all that, just the, the, the straight up the conjuring two, which is on the infield haunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were also part of, which is widely, um, you know, believed i'd say by the majority to be fraudulent uh with a small percentage thinking that you know there might be something going on there but i think most importantly the warrens were honestly most famous uh you know for the amityville horror correct that's what they were really most famous for they checked out that house, and we we, we actually covered that where um you know the whole family basically executed by the the sun in the middle of the night uh, the Conjuring, I would say, has made them much more famous. Kind of honestly, like, a, I think this is what they always wanted. It's kind of a shame that I don't know if shame is the right word, but Ed Warren and and Lorraine Warren, Lorraine certainly views it as a shame that Ed already passed away and wasn't able to be here for all the the fame. Um, but you know, kind of take it as you will. It just depends on kind of your stance on on paranormal events, but many people, uh, you know, think the warns are a bunch of bullshit and discredit them. Well, uh, you know, others think it's completely legit. So we'll we'll kind of leave that up to the listeners. I mean, obviously something weird has been happening here. I mean, you've had multiple families, you know, kind of come out and uh, express the incidences that they've seen. So. You know, take it as you will, but you know, regardless, regardless of all of that, regardless of the true stories, you know, the Warrens, what you want to believe, the parents, how much you want to believe, the old Arnold Estate, how much you want to believe about the history going all the way back to the what seventeen eighteen hundreds with Bathsheba. All that aside, when we're talking just Hollywood terms, when we're talking about just movie purity, mm-hmm. the Conjuring ranks up there and I would say undisputably the top 10 of all horror movies ever made and I can speak for myself personally and I think I can speak on behalf of EJ as well that this is both our favorite horror movie of all time it is um, incredibly well portrayed shot rolled out everything about this movie is what a, a horror fan would crave in a movie theater setting. If anyone has not seen this movie, i'm you know, you can watch it in your home theater, sure, cool. But there is nothing. There will be nothing quite like seeing this movie in the theater when it happened, with all of that you know, kind of communal vibe going on, where everyone's scared, the tensions heightened, and, and then uh, you know, a, 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 a something happens and everyone screams like they're they're really will not be i don't know i don't know maybe it'll take a while for a movie to come out to to really kind of parallel this because uh it was just such an awesome experience as a horror fan in in theaters and such a great movie regardless of the story and all that stuff
1: uh i'll agree with everything you said there uh except for one thing um it's not my favorite horror movie of all time but it's definitely in my uh i think it's probably my number two but uh, What's your number one? Number one for me goes to uh, Hereditary. Hereditary it really took took me a couple years ago. Mm,
0: I don't know. That's more of a cycle. Like a psych. Uh, what is the I'm looking for?
1: Psychological horror. But, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter. I mean, like, sure, I guess if you want to say that. But, like, what really is horror? Like, horror is just defined by several different categories of subgenres yeah, of yeah. stuff. So, like, I mean, like, in terms of, I guess... Good old fashioned jump scare horror, like yeah, like this is a fantastic movie. It's up there. This is Hereditary for me. Took it as a whole of like my favorite, like condensed into one thing of a horror movie. Hereditary takes that that mark. This is definitely a close second, though. I I love this movie a lot. I appreciate what you said there about it. Like it's it's like you know, uh, I appreciate James Wan's James James Wan's uh, vision for this movie and how he was able to take a story. And we've, you know, two characters who we don't really know much at all, but have real roots and be able to sprinkle those in there, so people like us who dive in and want to learn more about their history, see how he told that story and weaved it in and out. Um, and I'm not just mean him, like him and the writers. Um, it's it's a really well done and cool uh, way to tell a story that captivates an audience and makes you want to go to the movies. You know, like that's what movies are all about.
0: No. Uh- Dude, so, yeah, like, exactly. Like, and, and that's why I, I, it's, it's probably my, my favorite horror movie of all time. It, it, just, it is, the, to me, the most complete package for a horror movie, right? You got, like, the old lore, right? You got the, mm-hmm. the, the, the suspense is held throughout. It's not just, like, a horror movie where there's just random jump scares. Like, it's all well-built with suspense. Um, you know, like, where I think one of the greatest movies of, of all time to hold suspense from start to finish would be the remake of Evil Dead. I know that's like really weird to say but seeing that in theaters like the suspense was heavy throughout the entire movie um i think the conjuring hat takes all the great things that you want to see in a horror movie and it, it kind of has them all together right now it's not going to be particularly super strong in any necessary category but it has all of them present and yeah it's, I- it's, just, it's a good it's a good move i like again i mean if you're gonna ask me like i am giving it a a,
1: a fucking, Horror movie-wise, 9.5. Yeah, no, and, like, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I 9, 9.5 out of 10, like, it's, yeah, it's pretty damn perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good takeaways from us right there. Uh, I personally, this was my favorite thing we've done. Um, one of my favorite things we've done so far on our podcast. Uh, really love learning more about them. I think what we're going to have to do sometime in the future here is dive into the evil horror again. Because all we did was cover the story, um, but I want to dive into the warrants. We can do Warren a we can do an episode on the warrants. Like, yeah, you exactly. At, at the, like the Warren the case Warrens. files, you know. Because I think once you start to really
0: look into the Warrens, that you're gonna realize that a lot of the shit's been bolstered, right? So you're gonna realize that, you know, we're not, we don't we don't want to do a whole episode on just the Warrens' investigation of the Amityville horror because that's like how the hell we're we gonna, you know make 45 minutes of content for that i think there's is some stuff to be said uh, about them in several investigations and i think it very well calls for its own you know ed and lorraine warren uh, episode because there's so much that they have investigated it's you know and and again man it's like you do the research you google them you see what you think about the research you read the counter articles they're going to tell you a different story than the actual families they were in, you know, like trying to supposedly help out. So you know, there's just, it's a, it's a lot of shit there, but we will be back with, uh, you know, I guess technically we are out of spooky season, but you know, we, we like to keep it spooky, spooky season
1: never of, ends for us.
0: Kind of one of our passions, but we'll find some, uh, something really good. Well, you know, if, if they want more, you know, war movies or history or whatever, let us know, man, get, send us an email, uh, you know, reach out to us on social media, you know, let us know what you want us to to talk about. We've we've watched shit almost every movie I could think of in my head, and we love watching them as they come out, and we will cover them
1: as we do. Yep, exactly. Good point, Jay. Thank you. And yes, the best way to get a hold of us is on Based on Pod's Instagram. Uh, that's at Based on Pod, and then also at our email address, which is thebuzzpodcast at gmail dot So. Please reach out to us uh, on either one of those for any uh, movie suggestions you may have. But as Jay said, we're going to be jumping in probably to some, I don't know, maybe nicer movies since we're entering into the Thanksgiving holiday. But we're also talking about adding on some side stories right now, and we might be doing that Pilgrim movie that we were talking about last dude, week. Dude, I like oh
0: dude, ah, man, <laughs> that's why we're so good together. Because like I literally just started thinking about the Pilgrim movie three seconds before you mentioned it. <laughs> I, I've I've been thinking about it since you told me that last week. Like I'm very excited. So, like, I mean, technically, it's based on real events. Like, you know, we came over and we fucked up some Indians when we first came to this country. Um, not to say that a lie, then everyone gets offended nowadays. But you know, this isn't a podcast for those that are <laughs> easily offended. And with all due respect, from the bottom of my heart, <clears throat> go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> I love all my West Coast friends listening to this. So. Thanks for joining. Oh, here. God. I forgot. Yeah, they're going to be super <laughs> sensitive. Not going to like that. But
0: uh, anyway, I really think that's all we have, unless you have anything else to add, bud.
1: No, sir. That is it for me. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. All 12 of you, I think I'm seeing right now. So can't wait to grab more of you.
0: We're going to be growing and we're going to be showing. But thank you, everyone, for listening to Based on Real Events. As always, I am Jay Kington along, well, not alongside, but always with and spirit and on my headphones, EJ Golett. We will be back next week uh, with some new, fun stuff to to talk about to hopefully creep you out or at least make you think differently about the world. Be blessed. No stress. No sticks. No seeds, baby. No
1: seeds, baby. And I leave you with this. Please go listen to Pearl Jam's "Even Flow." Even if you just want to just listen to it for a second, it'd be great. Even and I love you, Lord. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm not
0: a bad influence. I promise.
1: <laughs> Bye, mom. Night.